Welcome to Capturing the Abandon, a foray into the world of rural and urban abandoned exploration. Hello, my name is Vincent Gerhardt, and along with my co-host, Mr. Lex Nichols, we'd like to welcome you to Episode 10 of Capturing the Abandon with our guest, Gina Simonetti of Rural Revivals on Instagram. As mentioned before, this podcast is for and about the many talented rural and urban abandoned explorers that are out there, primarily on Instagram. It's where we get an opportunity to highlight and recognize these amazing explorers to see what inspires and motivates them. And it gives us all a chance to get to know these individuals on a more personal level as an artist and as an individual. From the statistics that we get back from our podcast hosting company, we are finding out that the podcast is being listened to by a growing international audience. And we want to thank you all for tuning in and supporting this endeavor. We just want to take a moment to mention a few places that have been listening to the podcast. Of course, Canada with Winnipeg, Gimli, Riverton, Lethbridge, Kentville, High Level, and many others representing, just to name a few. Then out to Auckland, New Zealand, Perth, Sunnybank, and Point Cook in Australia, Brighton and London in England, Glasgow, Scotland, and folks from Poland, Brazil, Mexico, and a bunch of other international locations. Once again, thank you all for giving the podcast a listen. And please send us a line at capturingtheabandon at gmail.com and maybe we'll read it on an upcoming episode. I have recently discovered another podcast that I just have to mention in this episode. It is called Desert Oracle Radio. The talent for this podcast, Ken Lane, is such a wordsmith with a twisted, dark, and oftentimes very humorous dialogue that he shares about living in the desert of the American Southwest. He speaks about the vegetation, the animals the tourists, and the strange and unusual. Check out the website at desertoracle.com and be sure to add this podcast to your list. Just a quick note before we move on to the interview. You can follow this show via any of the main podcatchers out there. And if you do, you can receive the latest show automatically. And remember, it's free. And that's the real beauty of podcasts. Some of the upcoming podcasts that we'll be having will be from Kelly from the Forgotten South, and Jeremy of In the Bluffs. So please stay tuned. You can find our Facebook page by searching for Capturing the Abandoned, and we'll use this page to share our podcast information, including our show notes and artwork for each episode, and information on locations where you can download, stream, and or subscribe to it. In addition to the Facebook page, we've also created a Facebook group at the same location called Capturing the Abandoned International, which is dedicated to the purpose of showcasing the images, stories, and the people who create the images and art of this genre. This is where we hope to have anyone and everyone from any country post and share their rural and urban abandoned pictures and stories with everyone else. So please stop by and contribute. In this episode, we have the distinct pleasure to interview and feature the young and talented Miss Gina Simonetti, who hails from Lockport, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. Gina thoughtfully shares with us her love and passion for the abandoned. 
she enjoys her road trips to the country to explore and capture more images for her gallery, takes in a car show when she can, and runs a photography business on the side. Gina is also the moderator for the Abandoned Seekers Hub, and she still has time to work on her growing collection of antique knickknacks, pictures, and books. And now on with the interview with Miss Gina Simonetti. Well, hello, Gina, and welcome to the Capturing the Abandoned podcast. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you on, and uh, we're looking forward to you telling us about your adventures in uh, photography and capturing abandoned things. So, Gina, do you want to give us a little background on yourself, a little 411? Yeah, so I grew up about 20 minutes from downtown Chicago in a little suburb called Hillside. And I lived there until I was about 13 and then kind of moved out to the suburbs, which um, kind of got me more familiar with the rural areas. And obviously, we know where my name kind of developed from on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) It all ties together. I am full-time accounting, um, have been for about seven years. Um, I also moderate for a abandoned hub on instagram called abandoned seekers i've been with them for about three years it's great anything else you want to tell us about yourself i do collect um antique on the side it's kind of been um derived from going into these houses and seeing all the things left behind i never take anything from the houses but i always thought they were so cool so i started you know going to antique stores and just being like oh this is what I saw in that house. And it developed into me having a bookshelf entirely dedicated to all these old books. I have a trunk that weighs about 25 pounds filled with um, old (laughs) pictures. (laughs) And um, it's just, yeah, it's it's awesome. I love everything about it. I actually um, found a picture a couple weeks ago that had the gentleman's name on the back of it. And he's smirking while having a cigar in his mouth. And I did a little research on him and he, I found an obituary um, written by this lady and I just had to send her a message because I was like, okay, I've never tried with any of the older pictures before. So I'm going to send her a message and see what happens. And the lady is actually a cousin of his and he was born in 1842. So obviously she never got to meet him, but it was just cool to make that connection. You know, a little history, a little stuff going on. So, Gina, how did you get into this type of photography, the abandoned photography? I actually first started getting into abandoned houses probably when I was about um, 11 years old, which is pretty young. Um, but we used to go to a campground that was about 100 miles west of Chicago, and we would always drive up. And, you know, being a child, I was kind of oblivious to it. But once I started getting older, I noticed that every time we would go up and we went around a certain turn, there was this little structure hidden in the trees. And I always wondered about it. And then one day we passed it in the light and I was like, that's a tiny little house. And it's completely rotted. There's nothing but the skeleton left. And I begged my parents and I was like, please, can I go run up to it and look at it? And, you know, they were kind of like, okay, you little weirdo, go ahead. So they they pulled over on the side of the road and, um, you know, it's a country road. It's only got two lanes and there's nobody going down it. So I uh, opened the door and shot across the street and you had to like run through this ditch and climb up a little hill to get to it. 
And it was just this beautiful one room house that was just a skeleton. And it was just in this little patch of trees and the sun was like beaming in on it. And I was just like, I felt like so much like love for this place that I had no idea of. And it was just so cool that at 11 years old, I was just like, this is so neat. Like there are houses like this and I didn't understand it. And um, probably when I was in late 2016, I happened to see my brother watching a video of somebody walking through an abandoned house just out of nowhere. And I thought about that house that I saw when I was little. And I was like, that would be so cool to go visit it again. And not even the next day I was out on the road going to visit it. And I found so many other houses and it just kind of spiraled out from there. (laughs) It kind of looks maybe like the last picture you posted. A little house tucked back in with all the trees around it. That's one of my other houses that I just found not too long ago. But um, yeah, no, that house is a very special has a very special place in my heart um i actually went to go visit earlier this year kind of late in the winter and um i hadn't visited in a while but uh it actually collapsed in on itself so it was really sad and um yeah (laughs) well at least you um, at least you got to photograph it before it was completely uh dilapidated right right i i definitely am happy about that so in your bio, it says you kind of like to drive aimlessly down the back roads of Illinois. It kind of sounds like us here in Colorado. So you're probably a bit of a road warrior. So it, you, it sounds like the same kind of things that we like to do. We'll pick a route and just take off and we, we don't know what we're going to find. But is it kind of the same way for you? You just try to run upon something and, and find something that sparks the passion? Yes, uh, that's exactly what i do i i will get up at 5 36 in the morning and just say hey you know i kind of remember going through this town a long time ago let's go in that direction and hope for the best and <laughs> i will just set off and um i don't have i don't usually do my research beforehand so i freehand it just like you guys and it's just i've never had any you know bad luck just not running into anything there's just always something to find if you go out far enough you know we're we're the same way or or i am anyway i don't i i kind of know a lot of the areas that we're gonna go towards but i don't i'm not a a big research guy um i can barely read and Mm -hmm. spell but (laughs) (laughs) um i'm more of a i'm more of a hey let's let's take this road and see where it leads us and see what we can find. But, you know, we're, we're, I'm kind of the same way. I, I, I'm, I think oh, too. Kind of the same way as me. So, Happen by oh, something on the road and, and then say, well, I'll get back to that later and take a picture. So just, you know, it's just a lot of, it's just discovery. Right. Right. That's, that's the best. I mean, it's the best feeling when you go down a road, especially when you get to the really desolate parts, and you just you see that one road and it's the best feeling i don't know if it's the same for you guys but um because i know you guys don't get too much greenery but if you ever notice when you're going down a country road and you see a very big grouping and condensed trees there's usually always something kind of buried in there like that here too yeah you bet (laughs) 
So whenever I'm like going down a road and I see a big grouping of trees out of the corner of my eye, I'm like slamming on the brakes and turning down the road to see what's hiding in there. And usually about eight out of 10 times, it's, uh, it's something that's abandoned, whether it's like a barn or a house, it's just, there's something in there. <laughs> yeah. It's worth stopping and investigating or we're the same way. So Gina, what's your favorite subject to shoot? Houses. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, you could say it about anything, but just houses feel so personal and there's just such an individual story to each of them, no matter, um, but none of them are the same. I mean, unless you find one of those neighborhoods where they built like the houses up and then they never finish it. Like one of those cookie cutter neighborhoods, but (laughs) other than that in the country, I mean, every house you find is just this individual own kind of soul. And that's my favorite part about it is just no matter where you pull up, it's never going to be the same feeling or the same story. So what kind of equipment do you use when you're out photographing? I um, actually just recently, probably earlier this year, switched to a Canon 5D Mark III, um, and I also have a 2470 lens. I was shooting for the last pretty much two and a half years with a Canon Rebel. Um, it was a T3i, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And it's still got pretty great pictures, in my opinion. So I don't, I mean, I, of course, the Canon 5D Mark III is kind of a, a beast in itself, but I think the rebel did did justice for what I was doing. That's quite a no, big step up, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and everything you've captured looks amazing. So it's yeah, not, not always not always about the camera. It, it does help when you have equipment. And you said you're using a twenty four to seventy lens. So I have a I have a Canon five D, and then I have the five D Mark II. But I also yeah. use the twenty four to seventy f2.8 lens and then i have a, a wide angle that i use but what what you're capturing i can't tell where the rebel ended and the and the 5d mark three <laughs> came in we can't we can't see that with your feed so it's oh, not that's always about sure. the camera yeah <laughs> well that's that's a i think that's a good thing i'm gonna say that's a good thing <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely sure. so lex and i were talking last night after we visited with you a little bit and we were just going through some of your images and checking out the style that you have. And, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. It's, there doesn't seem to be any HDR and it's uh, a little, a little muted maybe. And, uh, just, uh, kind of uh, moody and dreamy. So it's really, it's really beautiful. Thank you so much. I mean, that's exactly what I uh, um, I go for in my pictures. I don't, I mean, I don't want to be one of those super sappy people. I kind of am, but I don't want to be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you get those, just, I, I like everybody that you've talked to on this podcast. There's always such a connection with these homes. And I just want to kind of edit in a way that I felt in that moment when I was standing there, when I drove up to it or kind of what I imagined the story of the house was, you know, I just feel like when people see these pictures, I want them to feel the same way I did. Yeah. Just to build the mood right into the picture. Yeah. That's awesome. And it really shows, you know, your work is, we were talking about it and I was like, 
she's either shooting on film. I said, she's not doing a bunch of HDR. And, you know, we, we use HDR for a lot of the things we shoot. When I look at your work, it reminds me of uh, Jill Coop. She's kind of the same way. She's more of uh, a iPhone. She's, uh, she's a hoop. But uh, your work is, is great, you know, you, where there's shadows and dark areas. It's dark, and, and it's just got the, the mood to it. And I think you've sure it comes out in your work. It looks, looks phenomenal. Really, it's uh, cap- captured the way you feel it, that's for sure. That's so kind. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> well, you're welcome. You it's, it's an impressive gallery that you have, and uh, you have so many different images and the houses the houses are just amazing so what's your what's your favorite utility software or photo editing trick you know if there's something in particular or yeah no i um i bounce between uh adobe lightroom and i also use the ever so popular mixtures because i do have an iphone i love lightroom because obviously you can just it's a little less complex than Photoshop and I'm not very computer savvy. So <laughs> Lightroom's kind of like the easier version and Mextures is kind of when I want to add a little bit more feeling to it. Like there are pictures where it's just, it's pretty on its own and I'm just feeling like posting it. But if there's a day where I feel strongly about whatever's happening that day or the picture or something. I always try to go to Mextures and see if I can kind of incorporate something in that. And usually it's been a pretty great turnout. So Your work's amazing. And, and honestly, there's some of the people that we've interviewed before that don't, don't even use a computer. So what you're doing is awesome. So about how long have you been doing this abandoned style of photography? Just to late uh, 2016-ish, so about almost three years. Pretty much 2017 and 2018, every weekend, I mean, I was out. I was just, there was Saturday and Sunday, I was gone for 12 plus hours, and <laughs> I... um I just, I enjoyed every moment of it, just all the peace of driving by yourself and having the freedom to go all through these, to these places that you would never think of going in the first place, just to find these homes and just kind of find new towns just to like, see what's out there. Because I mean, Illinois, nobody, nobody is excited to go to Illinois unless they're going to Chicago. So for for, for anybody else, it's just kind of like, um, I don't know. It's cool to get to know the state that you've lived in your whole life. And this was another way to do it. So out in your travels, you, uh, we always ask this question, what's the shadiest place you've been to? Ooh, the shadiest place. Um, I've actually have a couple. Is it okay to say a couple of them? Sure. Absolutely. So this actually happened probably when I first started. Um, I actually wasn't, uh, I was trying to find, the big places, because there's actually a few um, kind of factories and warehouses that were closer to where I lived that um, were abandoned. And then there was a hospital that was actually only a 30-minute drive away that had been abandoned. And I heard about it through my brother's friends. And one day, my friend and I went to go check it out. And we probably walked around the property for an hour or so, looking like, you know, (laughs) creeps trying to find a way in. And um, 
it was the funniest thing too to add on to it is while we were walking around there was an entire family picnic happening in the parking lot um (laughs) of this abandoned hospital so uh not sure what was happening there but we were you know trying to find a way in and this van pulled up and a guy got out with a um a board to board up one of the doors and me and my friend went up to him and asked like hey this is a weird question but can we go check out the inside before you put that up and he's like yeah all right and his you know family is in the van behind him and they're you know (laughs) watching me and my friend go into this dark (laughs) building and they're (laughs) and uh you know, we're, we're going in there. And I mean, this place has just been like just ravished and it is just, it's not the greatest. I mean, no, none of the abandoned places are really safe to go through, but I mean, it was completely dark. There was pipes sticking out of the walls that we kept running into. So, but it was super cool. Cause I mean, hospitals are just terrible to be in while they're open. So when it was abandoned, it was a whole different story. But anyways, we were leaving because the guy gave us a half hour and <laughs> we were walking down the stairs and we were about four or five floors up and we were coming down and the second floor was pitch black and we had come in on the first floor and everything on us died. So we couldn't find our way out of the building. Oh. Um, and we got down to the first floor and the staircase that we recognized that we came in at and um, the guy had boarded up the door on us oh my so gosh we we were pounding on the, the the board and you know we're like we are screwed if we get locked in here i mean everything died on us which was super weird because everything was charged when we went in but we were trying to get out of there and he had boarded up so we were pounding on it and you know all of a sudden he you know split it back open and he was just like oh hey and I'm like, were you just, were you guys just gonna leave us in there? <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, didn't you just say we could go in? <laughs> right. I mean, maybe he was just trying to teach us a lesson or something. I don't know, but I was just like, okay, that was really weird. We're gonna leave. I'm never going back here again. <laughs> Man, that's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. it was. And I mean, I guess that wasn't considered shady, but it was, you know, weird. It was a weird time. Uh, that's, that's pretty shady. <laughs> Yeah, that, so, that'll, uh, that'll go for shady. It wasn't the lunatic asylum, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would actually be <laughs> <really> more terrifying. <laughs> okay, um, we just, we've, we've had a couple conversations about that. So go ahead, what's your other one? <laughs> um, it was actually a, a, a the, both of these places were pretty much hospitals or jails. And this was at a women's correctional facility. And I actually, I do these explores majorly on my own and about 10% of them I actually have somebody with. And I decided to go to this women's correctional facility by myself because I'm like, you know, I've handled this before. I can do it again, whatever. Um, And the only way to get to it is you have to park in the parking lot for this forest reserve and you have to kind of hike through the forest-ish preserve to get to this building and you have to run across the field because it's kind of exposed. So I'm doing this by myself. I get into a place. There's only a couple buildings that are open and lit. And I walk in and I never bring a tripod anywhere with me. So I decided this time it would be a great time to do it. (laughs) And I set it up at the end of this hallway. And I probably was in there for not even five minutes. 
and I put the tripod down and I set up the camera to take a picture and I'm looking through the screen and I see a shadow along the wall in the back of the hallway and it's in the figure of a person. And I was like, Oh boy, um, maybe it's just, you know, something that's at the hallway, but I was alone and I was not going to go figure that out by myself. So I waited a couple of minutes and the shadow started moving kind of towards the end of the hallway I was looking at. And I was like, Oh no, it's time to go. So I don't think I even closed the tripod. Um, the camera was still attached to it. And I picked up my stuff, tried as quietly, but as frantically as possible to hop back out this window that had broken glass around it and jump out, run down this little kind of, kind of community pathway between these buildings and also book it through this field. But I could hear whoever it was behind me shuffling towards me. So I figured this is, could be a bad moment. So what do I do in this moment other than call my mother to let her know what's happening and in case anything happens to me, <laughs> she's, she's, you know, going to hear the end of it. Well, I am um, bolting through this field and I don't hear him anymore because I'm only breathing heavy. And um, she's like, where are you? You know, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm on the phone with her just like, stay calm. I'm just running through this field right now. No big deal. There's somebody behind me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, get, <laughs> I get to the corner of the field, and I'm in the trees of the forest reserve. And I kind of tell her, like, okay, I'm out of the way. I got to go. And I hung up on her. Well, I turn around, and there's this gentleman standing at the corner of where I just come out of in all black, just standing there staring at me. And it was the creepiest thing I think I've ever experienced in my life. Cause he just stood there. There was nothing in his hands. He didn't have a uniform on for security or anything. He was just standing there watching me. And I just was not going to chance it and take any more moments, you know, for granted. So I turned around and I just booked it through the trees and found the path again. And of course, you know, after, and it was mid-August when I did this, I come out onto the trail path in the forest reserve looking like a mess. And there's this family walking through. And I've got, I've got my camera, my tripod, my hair is all over the place. And there's sticks sticking out of it because I just ran through the trees. And they look. They look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, I kind of am, but I just like I don't want them to ask any questions. <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that was another place because I just had no idea. It was just eerie, you know, because usually if there's somebody in there trying to steal, like the copper piping, or if they're just you know in there being reckless or whatever, it's it's they usually yell at you or something. Yeah, I just followed me out and stared at me while I did <laughs> So was he wearing a black hoodie? No, it was a, just a regular black shirt, black pants, and I kind of I didn't even really pay attention to the face because I was afraid to kind of look this person in the eye sure. for some reason. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, it was just, it was scary because it was just it was such a weird situation. I was just afraid I was going to get caught for something or anything like that, but after that I was thinking about it and I was like, this guy's that there was something not right with him. <laughs> Being a female, you know, adds a whole nother dynamic to it. And if, if somebody right. in there alone, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not the best thing, but well, at least you made it out to tell the story. 
Right. And it's it's a good it's a good startup conversation for people for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty uh scary. So what's the favorite story you like to tell from all your adventures? Uh favorite story. There's actually one and it's a really funny story because um there's this house and at a it's in my gallery somewhere. And it's got a very long driveway with a no trespassing sign at the bottom. And it's it's gated and it's got a long driveway that leads up to this really cool house. And I had always passed by it and taken pictures from the street. And um, I had been by it so many times because it was only about 45 minutes from my house that I was just like, okay, you know what? Um, <laughs> the grass isn't taken care of. So obviously it's been left for a long time. And I thought with my 2007 Pontiac Grand Prix that I would drive around the gate and up the driveway and <laughs> discreetly hide my car behind the house and go in there. <laughs> and I was, I took a friend with me and we were in there. It was such a cool house. They had, you know, four or five pianos and everything was just kind of left like it was just stuck in time. And we were, you know, checking out the house and there was just so many cool things and we got so caught up and I happened to look at my clock and I was like, oh my God, we've been here for almost two hours. So me and my friends are like, okay, it's time to go. And the sun's setting and (laughs) we've already been pushing the limits by being here for two hours, driving around a gate and just, you know, everything is, everything's not adding up for us. So we're going out to the car. And I'm about to get in the car and my friend is standing at the passenger door and she's like, oh, Gina, there's a truck pulling up to the gate with his lights on. And I was like, oh, no, this (laughs) this is it. We are finished. And I'm like, there's no way out of it. I just have to own up to what I did. And I have no I have no ill intentions of the house, but still I'm trespassing. So I have to go own up to it. So her and I are watching this guy in a white pickup at the gate standing there. And I get in my car, drive down to the gate, get out of the car. And I immediately just start blabbling, like just talking out of my butt. Cause I am so nervous <laughs> and so scared of what this guy's yeah. going to do. <laughs> and he stands there and he's got his key and he's unlocking the gate and he starts laughing and I'm like, oh, boy, what did we just get ourselves into? And the guy, the guy is, like, laughing, and he doesn't say anything. And he, all of a sudden, he looks up at me, and he's like, so how did you even get up there? And I was like, um, well, I drove through the ditch on the side of the gate. And he's, just, he's sitting there laughing, and I'm just like, uh, I'm like, I understand if you want to call the police. You know, I'm, I'm freaking out because I've never been caught before on a farmhouse property, knock on wood. Um, and uh, he was just laughing. He's just like, he's like, yeah, no. He's like, if you want to take pictures, you could just take them anytime you want. There's really nothing of interest up there. We own the property around it. And this guy just opened the gate to let us out. I mean, he unlocked the gate just to let us off the property. He, didn't, he wanted nothing to, he was just so 
calm about it. <laughs> a calm and, and accommodating. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so Gina, cool. is that the, the shot where the private property sign is posted on the gate? It's got the long driveway up to the White House? Yep, it is. <laughs> it says uh, a, a love that was lost is not to be found or replaced. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That one. That's cool. Awesome story. Yeah, and um, I will probably, that'll probably never happen to me ever again. So I'm going to cherish that moment <laughs> for as long as I can. <laughs> it's always nice when it turns out good, that's for sure. Right, right. It is, it's a blessing. It's better than a trespassing uh, ticket. <laughs> that's right. So if you were to go through your own feed and uh, tell us what would be your best shot and why? Uh, I think that. My um, my favorite spot is probably this house, and I call it the um, the murder house because it is. If if you look, can't remember when I posted it, but it's this big old wooden house, and it's just it's got this piece of caution tape actually still around the front post, but. It was one of the very few times where I decided to do a little research because I had been, you know, everywhere in back in, the, in Illinois. And I was like, okay, I got to switch it up. And I did a research and I found this article about this house that was in Western Illinois, pretty much border of Iowa, that, um, that there was somebody actually murdered on the property while it was abandoned. So... I just, I know, (laughs) you know, I'm like, oh, wow, there was a murder in an abandoned house. Let's go check it out. That's my first instinct. (laughs) Of course. Um, But, right. (laughs) But it was my, it was the cool, it was, it was a cool place, but just driving up to it, it was in the middle of nowhere. You turn down this road and as soon as you turn down the road it's on, you lose signal on your GPS, your phone, everything just goes dead. And I was driving and you pull up to this house and it is just so overwhelming and very just it was incredible. The house is just beautiful and its setting was so beautiful, but combined with its really dark past and everything that's happened at it, it's just like it's crazy, and the fact that I was there to take a picture of it, and it still had a piece of the caution tape on the front porch. That's, I think that was, I think that's what made it my favorite shot. It's just like the amount of things that's happened there, and it's just like the house is just so massive and beautiful, and I've just felt so lucky to be able to find something like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's my favorite shot. I I call it the murder house. I think I have a couple pictures of it up there, but. Um, it's just, it was such a cool house. It was something straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> That's amazing. But this house was just, I mean, it was massive. And it, it, when you walked around it, I mean, just because we went also in the beginning of the year, everything was dead. The trees are dead. The grass is dead. So pulling up to it just gave you a whole different feeling than when you would pull up to it in like the summer or spring. It was just very ominous and you know what the best part about it was is you know knowing the history and everything behind it and just kind of things of that nature in general we walked into the house and the first thing that's in the hallway which somebody must have tossed in there i don't know what they did but it's one of those big old freezer chests and it's just sitting there and i'm like oh no this is like 
the worst thing that could be in an abandoned house that you do not want to open. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows what's in there? Do you want to talk a little bit about being a moderator and, and the hubs and stuff that you work with? Sure. I've actually moderated for a few different um, groups. I used to do one called Vervex Revolution um, a while back, and I kind of ran it. Um, it was mostly towards rural things, which was great. Um, and I moderated for Abandoned After Dark. I'm sure you've heard of them for sure. a while. And now I do Abandoned Seekers pretty much a that's the main one because I've just been with them for so long and it's such a great group of, you know, people. And um, it's great to be able to go through the feed. I know a couple of people that you guys have talked to are moderators and it's just, it's a, such a cool thing to just be able to find people's uh, shots and kind of put them out there for recognition. Like these people are, you know, like they're putting their work out there and you know you can see it through their hashtags or something like that but when you find a a big hub and they're able to put it out there it's kind of like this little boost like hey you deserve some recognition this is great like beautiful work it's awesome it's just it's really awesome to be able to do that because people are very appreciative and i love that I know we're appreciative every time any one of our images are featured and, uh, you know, it gets a little bit more exposure and and a little recognition for what we're doing. So we really appreciate it. I know that. Oh, yeah. Keep putting out the great work, guys. I mean, it's just it's it's fun. It's just really fun. We appreciate it. And I, I know you you have to go and scroll through um, hundreds and hundreds of images, but it really give somebody uh, some exposure that they, that they wouldn't normally get. So, uh, that, and I think that's what drives this. That's what keeps that momentum going is you get somebody that'll, that'll feature you on their hub. And then you get, you know, we've had some where we've posted something and we'll get, you know, a thousand likes or, you know, whatever. And we're just like, Oh, that's just so cool. We, we love it, you know, and we're, we're small time compared to some of these other photographers, but um, in, uh, in retrospect, it's just awesome that there's people out there willing to put the time in to look at the images and, and repost something. So we appreciate it. It's a great time. It's just, it's a good time. And I feel like it's just, is a big important thing in finding others in the community and just connecting people, like you said, and it's just, it's great. I mean, I found so many people through features. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Like, who are these people? Where are they? I, I want to see more. <laughs> and um, I follow through there. So, yeah, it's great. Do you do any shows? Do you show off any of your work at uh, galleries or art shows or anything like that? Um, I did one show last year. Um, and it was at an Oktoberfest. just kind of like a you know, it was like one of those fests where they sell Avon jewelry, kind of stuff like that. So my booth was very out of place there. But <laughs> it was actually <laughs> the most fun time because you get the weirdest look, but you also get the most interesting people that come into your booth to talk to you about what it is. I mean, you, these people just come in and they tell, like, that's so cool. Like, I've seen places like that before, too, and I never thought to take a picture of it. 
And then they're just like, you know, and in my booth, I had also like old antique furniture for people to sit in and kind of like look through the pictures. And it was kind of a cool way for people to come in and bond with me and talk with me. And it's a lot of work. It's networking. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of work. That's for sure. But yeah. you do get to meet some interesting people. That's what I like where we get a chance to do it. Yeah. No, it's it's great. And the people that come in and just like to talk to you. I never forget this one lady came in at like the end of the night and I was just fried because it was the second night and it was about 95 degrees. And I was just like, I probably looked so cherry sitting at my table. <laughs> <laughs> and she came up to me and she started talking to me and she's like, you know, I've got my grandfather's old farm and it was out in like, I, I think it was a town probably about two hours from me. And she's just like, yeah, his farm, you know, Nobody in our family could come to terms with what to do with it or anything like that. It's just been sitting there for years. And she's like, I'd love to see how it looks now. She's like, it makes me so sad. But she's like, it would be so cool to see somebody else, you know, capture kind of like last moments. And that kind of hit me. And like, that's, you know, that's something personal. That's kind of, that's so, such a crazy connection to make with somebody that, you know, like they've gone through all of this and it kind of gives you kind of a background of stories of some of these houses is like these families just couldn't figure out what to do with the house and they just kind of left it there and it makes it super sad, but yeah, you know, right. There's a lot of different stories that go along with them. That's for sure. They're all different. So uh, Gina, do you have some people that you want to give a shout out to other Instagram photographers or people that maybe influenced you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a few of them, if you don't mind. <laughs> First of all, uh, my family and my friends, I mean, they're, they've been so supportive of me. Um, a lot of them have tagged along with me on my adventures, and they put up with so much being in the road with me for, you know, 14 to 16 hours at a time. <laughs> but uh, a couple of people on Instagram, um, Jessica Lee Duran. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. She's in the Virginia. She's awesome. She has the most beautiful moody edits ever of these houses, and I never get tired of them. <laughs> There's Fistful of Powder, Justin. He's in Canada. He's got he's film, and it's amazing. Uh, I never get sick of his. Then there's Jill, of course. Um, love her stuff so much. She has some of the coolest things I've ever seen. I told her, I'm at the church, I think this weekend, I was just like, can you just put a book together of all of your car shots? Because they are so cool. <laughs> yeah, those um, car shots are amazing. They just they're, knock your socks off. Yeah, it's, it's the way she gets them. And I don't know, there's just something about them that's just like so sleek and so enticing that I'm just like, I could look through everything all day long. Um, never get sick of it. But then um, there's a couple other people. There's uh, Ohio Relics. Her name is Icy, and she's in Ohio. She has some of the coolest finds that are rural Ohio, and I'm in love with everything. She has a very kind of close to editing style as me, but her shots look like film, and they are so cool. Um, then there's obviously Vincent from Lost Americana. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah, we we like Vincent. <laughs> he he is super cool. I think we we've me and him have like gone back and forth, and we've actually like run into the same places. And he's been doing it for so much longer, so I'm sure he's 
seen these all before me, but it's just cool whenever he's like, hey, I've seen that before. And I'm just like, huh, no way. <laughs> I'm surprised um, you guys haven't been out together. I know. It, it would be really cool. And uh, I, I would love to meet up with all the Illinois people here. I mean, you've interviewed, I think, Amy and... Um, interviewed Vincent and uh, Amy. I think that's that's the only two, I think, from Illinois. Yeah, I think so. I I can't remember. I thought there was somebody else, but I think I'm losing it. But uh, it would be so cool to do a meetup because I think we've all found this house that's in Western Illinois that we all kind of whenever somebody posts a little snippet of it, we're like, hey, know where that is. And I'm just <laughs> I'm like, we should all just meet there one day. But I also want to give a little shout out to um, my friend, Nick. His username is at, at non.extent. Um, we actually met on Instagram a couple of years ago and he was posting abandoned stuff and he's in Philadelphia based, but he was more, he had more city stuff and kind of stuff like, you know, just like churches and, um, just more things in the city. And, you know, I never really see that the most city things I see are like Gary and things based like that. So, um, we started talking and he actually has become one of my best friends and it just like it's crazy to think that um instagram and this like abandoned um genre brought us together and it's just like he is one of my best friends and we've met up a couple times and i'm just like really thankful for him because he's like one of my number one supporters and he's awesome uh, so great um, yeah so it's 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 the journey and i love i love everybody on instagram Everybody has so many beautiful talents on there, and I'm just so thankful to be a part of this community. Well, we're actually Vincent, where I, I say we. It's we. <laughs> we're putting together a Bando Fest. Um, I think it's next year in November. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's still, it still hasn't been totally locked down to say we're going to do it, but it's, it's sure looking like it might happen. Yeah, we're trying to get, um, you know, as many people, Jackson, uh, Vincent Johnson, Cindy, Francesca, everybody that we can, we're trying to get some kind of meeting put together. And, um, you know, we've had we've had a lot of people that have interest in it. And I've seen a couple of these where Instagram photographers meet at this place and then they, they go and photograph and stuff. So hopefully something will come of it. We're we're just in the infant stages right now, but we're, uh, we have a, a vision anyway. Yeah. There's a vision <laughs> for sure. Well, as soon as you guys announce it, I'm going to gas up my car and leave. <laughs> oh, well, good. Well, we got a lot of cheap hotels here. We're the, <laughs> we're the $59 a night places here. <laughs> I'm and, not they're, and they're worth every penny. Yeah, it's not it's not a Hilton, but uh, you'll, you'll have a bed and a shower. That's for sure. And that's all I could ever ask for. <laughs> Is there anything else that we might have missed that you'd like to touch on before we're done here? Um, no, I feel like I don't know. I I feel like I talked through a, a lot of stuff. I feel like I talked a lot. <laughs> well, good. That's what it's all well, about. Good this it's is information. This is how we get to know you. I love it. I love it so much. This is so much fun. <laughs> so, uh, Gina, what's the best way that people can get in touch with you? Do you just like them to DM, direct message, or do you have an email or a website? Or um, I 
best way to contact me is probably through my DMs. If you just want to send one, I'm you. I try very hard to look at my messages every day. And the other way, I mean, the other way to contact me is I have my my side venture, which is my portrait business. I have a website. It's GinaMariePhotography.co. If you ever wanted to check out, I'm actually starting a section right now based on my abandoned stuff because I. Uh, as much as I love portraits, I can't get away from the abandoned stuff. <laughs> yeah, so those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Cool. Well, Gina, it's been a real pleasure to have you on here with us, and uh, we're delighted to spend a little time with you and get to know you and uh, look forward to getting this podcast out to the public. Thank yep. you so much, guys, for having me. I love this. I love that you guys are doing this podcast. It's great to get to know the people and listen to their voices and kind of go more into depth of what they're doing. So keep up the work. Thanks for, for sharing all your uh, beautiful work and we'll definitely be in touch down the road. Uh, look forward to hooking up with you again. Awesome. Thanks guys. All right. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Miss Gina, thank you so very much for being our guest and sharing your story with us on this episode of Capturing the Abandoned. Folks, if you're not already following Gina, please be sure to visit her amazing gallery on Instagram. You can follow her at Rural Revivals and, and be sure to check out the incredibly well-curated hub she helps moderate at Abandoned Seekers. That's at Abandoned underscore Seekers underscore. Thank you, Gina. The music bed for this show is titled Capture and was composed by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Lex Nichols. And for your listening pleasure, we have included the full track at the end of this episode. You can find more of Lex's music on his website at LexNichols.com, on his YouTube channel, Spotify, and on iTunes. Please be sure to give him a listen. We've reached the end of this episode of Capturing the Abandoned, and we hope that you have enjoyed it. You should be able to find this podcast wherever fine podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, and more. Please subscribe and be sure to let any of your adventurous friends and relatives know about this podcast. Your feedback is important to us, so please feel free to reach out to us at capturingtheabandoned at gmail.com and leave us your thoughts, ideas, and suggestions on how we can improve this show and bring you the best Capturing the Abandoned experience. Fun times, exciting guests, and abandoned content are up ahead, so please stay tuned. And until next time, be safe out there. As promised, here's the full version of Capture by Lex Nichols.